Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. We're in full swing in September, the semi-finals are done and dusted and now we look forward to Sunday's preliminary finals south of the river between Peel Thunder and Subiaco. Plus more on today's edition, you're live on the Backchat YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. We have socials in operation, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Give us a big thumbs up, we really do appreciate it. Paul Persick with you alongside Mark Foreman for a finals action in full swing the road to the grand final is drawing to its end almost there paul hello yep good to be back and um a crack a cracking weekend of uh of footy and well we've only got one left before we know uh you know who's who's going to be fighting out to take the prize absolutely but before we do get into the finals action monday night the sandover medal count over at the crown ballroom a huge congratulations goes to hammer hamish brayshaw winner of the sandover medal on monday night Great end to the season for Hammer and uh, East Perth. Even though they had to settle for fifth play, uh, fourth place, they were able to uh, get Hammer and let their leading players to poll plenty of votes. Hammer, in fact, polled 12 of the 18 games and half of them were best on the grounds. He won by seven votes ahead of Luke Meadows. Yeah, he was a bit of a runaway. Popular man around these traps. Yeah. Um, and look, from all accounts, like from every, everything you hear, people speaking about him, a very popular winner too. So, uh, deserved. Uh, popular and um, yeah, it's, it was it was cool to watch. First Royal since Ryan Turnbull in two thousand and one to win it. So a Saw long time that. between drinks for the Royals. Yeah, there's a no, there's a blast from the past. Absolutely, an icon of uh, WA football like Hammer Ryan Turnbull, Premiership <laughs> player with the Eagles and uh, a Sandover medal late in his career. Yeah, and oh look, it's you don't underestimate the the prestige of the of the Sandover medal. It, it's still held in such high regard. And you, you saw some of the. The names and the faces at the at the function on on Monday night, um, and it yeah it just goes to show how how important it still is for WA footy. Huge congrats to Hamish Brayshaw, the winner of the twenty twenty three Sandover Medal. Now the preliminary final on Sunday in Mandra, just to remind you, is live, free, and in full on the AFL app. Peel Thunder taking on Subiaco. You're with Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Now, for Waffle fans all around WA, for you, there is the ultimate fan experience that is up for grabs for the WAFL Grand Final. Now, listeners and viewers, there is just a simple task that you have to do. Purchase a WAFL Grand Final ticket and enter the code BACKCHAT at the Ticketmaster checkout wherever you're purchasing, whether it be online or at the gate, and you'll be in the running for the ultimate fan experience. You're joking. No, I'm not kidding. That's all you have to do? It's absolutely. What? Why aren't we doing it now? <laughs> no, it's uh, that that's unreal because I'm pretty sure. Have you ever tossed the coin before a big game? Never. I'm. Is, is that not? That's not a. I think that's a part. That of is this, a prize. That is a prize. How you will good get to is toss that? The coin. Absolutely, it is sensational. You get to toss the coin at Optus Stadium, receive a grand final match day ball, and a professional photos with the captains at Optus Stadium. Yes. See, this is these are the things we need in our lives. Absolutely. So what is it? You type in the little back chat. Type in at, back chat at the Ticketmaster checkout, yeah, purchasing good. online, and you'll be in the running for the ultimate WAFL fan experience on grand final day. Now, East Fremantle, they're the first team through to the grand final after what was an hysterical second semi-final against Peel Thunder over at Fremantle Oval. I'll tell you what, it is so good to see East Fremantle, a team that were bereft of success, 
25 years after their last premiership to make it through to the big dance. Oh, huge for them. And like, you know, we spoke with uh, Matty Jupp last week, which was, uh, you know, so exciting. And that you could just hear in his voice, they couldn't wait to get into it after a, a little bit of time off um, with that with that break. And they came out firing. But yeah, what a game. It certainly and was. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't rule out uh, Peel's credentials. Uh, you know, they're a big chance. But uh, East Fremantle... They're through, which is exciting for them. And one of their stars that really was a key in that second semi-final on Saturday. He's come from South Australia and has had a ripper season here in WA. His name is Fraser Turner and he joins us here on the show. Fraser, hello, mate. Welcome to the show. Morning, boys. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on, Fraser. How does it feel now to be the first Sharks side in 11 years to make the big dance after a game like that? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, obviously, this is my first year coming across, so... Um, I haven't experienced um, too much pain um, as some of the other boys have, like not making finals too much, but um, certainly learn a lot about the history and um, I'm aware that, yeah, it's a bit of a drought since we last made it. So, yeah, it's awesome to, to know that we're in and, um, yeah, just really enjoy the next couple of weeks. Fraser, Mark Foreman here. You uh, just mentioned there that you, you've just come across to East Fremantle. What was behind that decision to, to come across to WA? Uh, yeah, so I spent the last couple of years in the Sandful and um, I enjoyed my time there, but I, I felt like the waffle would probably suit um, my game a little bit more. And um, I've been speaking to Brad Dodd um, a fair bit over the last couple of years and um, he's been really good to me. And he brought me over a couple of times last year to watch East Freo play. And um, yeah, I just really enjoyed the, the way that they played and um, yeah, the way they moved the footy. And I also knew Luke English from um, being at Richmond together. So that was a, a big factor in moving over and, um, yeah, a big influence on my decision as well. You knew Luke English, you said. How long uh, did you uh, play alongside Luke English at Richmond? Uh, so we both got drafted in 2018. So we were on the list together in 2019 and 2020 and then um, both got off the list at the same time. And he um, obviously moved to East um, after that and, that's when I went to the Sandville and then, um, yeah, eventually we just linked back up this year, which has been really good. Tell me about grand finals, Fraser. It's uh, you know, the best time of year. In fact, it's the best time of footy, really. Have you played in many in your life? Uh, played in three. So one in under-18s in Tassie um, and then a reserve in Tassie as well when I was younger. And then um, in 2019, was lucky enough to win the VFL Premiership. Um, with Luke as well. So, yeah, played in three and, um, yeah, definitely don't take any of them for granted. Um, you sort of hear when boys win one, they say that they just want to taste it again and, um, yeah, I'm the exact same. So, yeah, just to get back there is really exciting and, yeah, hopefully we can get the win. Uh, I know that the probably the, the straight answer will be no, I don't do anything different. But leading up to a grand final, it's clearly a different feeling. It's, it's why you play the game. How do you feel heading into, obviously, you've got another week to wait, but do you do anything differently or, or how will you go about it? Um, yeah, well, pretty much it's just, uh, you know, I know that a lot of boys say that it's just another game, but it, it is a grand final. But um, I think, yeah, you've just got to do what you usually do and prepare as you usually would. Um, so I, I won't be doing anything different. And um, the lead-up um, for us as a team is just, yeah, business as usual as well. We'll just prepare as we usually do for any other game. We'll just quickly go back to the second semi-final on Saturday. Peel, they were coming at you in that last quarter. And with 10 minutes to go, Peel, they were about eight points uh, behind you. 
What were the nerves like and the tension all around the ground in the last 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, it was pretty tense. Um, definitely a bit nerve-wracking um, and a long quarter as well. I think it was 34 minutes or something. So I thought uh, we held up really well. We're obviously under the pump a lot. I'm not sure how many inside 50s they had, but um, I only concede yeah, three goals to the quarter um, considering how much of the ball they had um, and the way they got it going their way. Um, was a really good effort from our backmen and all over the ground. Um, there was a lot of messages coming out and I think we were able to adapt to that um, reasonably well. And uh, yeah, we were, we we're very happy to hold on. Fraze, your Sharks are the first team through to the big dance. All the best for September 24. Congratulations as well on a sensational win. Thanks for your time, Fraze. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Fraser Turner from the East Fremantle Football Club. His first season in Waffle and his side's through to a grand final. I mean, you can't ask for a better first season in WA than that. No, pretty handy, isn't it? No. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's such a good time of year. Like, it, it brings such... I mean, for, for me, it doesn't matter what level of footy you play at. Grand finals are why you play. And you can hear him there, the excitement. And I just like that little bit where he said, oh, look. Everyone said, you know, you've got to treat it as another game, but it's not. No, it's, it isn't another game. No, at, at any level, you know, a grand final could, you know, you, you're part of yeah. history if you win one, yeah. you lose one, you're scarred for life. <laughs> you are, to be honest. And uh, it's cool that they, you know, for, for him to acknowledge that. And, uh, you know, little things do happen differently during the week. Yeah. You know, the AFL, you've got all the, the parades and things that go with it. Same, similar sort of thing in the waffle. There's all the sort of pre pre-game uh, rituals during the week to do. So uh, exciting for him. And I can tell you, you're, yeah, you're pumped up, aren't you? Paul? Oh, no doubt. September 24, <laughs> it's going to be something else yeah. at Optus Stadium. This is Around the Waffle. You're with Paul Persick and Mark Forming. And East Fremantle got there to the grand final with a thrilling five-point win at Fremantle Oval over Peel Thunder. It was hysteria <laughs> at the Port Four. I mean, what a sensational game this one was. East Fremantle looked in control for much of that game. Final quarter then came around. Peel Thunder kicked three goals. But then three posters cost them dearly. But East Fremantle, what a side. Milan Murdoch back to his best. Let's start that off for him. 31 disposals in his return from injury. Uh, he was great. Bit of a naughty boy too. I uh, saw that he, he was charged uh, by the match review panel, but uh, the early plea will um, see him just with a reprimand. Yep, so, so he'll play in the grand final. He will. Um, and we know his class. We saw him absolutely tear away at the start of the Sandover medal, you know, that first half of the year. So um, can't you, yeah, he, you can't, you know, mistake or, or doubt his class, which is there. Um, Considering that he'd been away for such some time, you know, after that injury yeah, in Geraldton. Yeah, exactly right. And so he comes back in and uh, he's a really important cog to their side. So um, certainly some, uh, a player that uh, well, either, you know, Subi or Peel will need to uh, look at, depending on who makes the grand final. But he, he's critical to East Fremantle. And what a game. Like you said, 31 touches and... Um, got the ball moving inside 50, tackled well too. He certainly did, as well as Fraser Turner. Eight marks along with his 29 disposals. I mean, good. he, like Murdoch, shows that polish and class in midfield. And Turner has adapted to the Waffle style very quickly across the season. And, you know, his 29 disposals and the way he was able to deliver up forward was so crucial in, in East Fremantle's controlling of the, of the first half. Yeah, and, and in finals, those players that you just mentioned, sorry, like those type of players that you mentioned are just so important when you can hit a target, show a bit of poise, show the class. Um, it's invaluable. And particularly when they were under siege, um, you know, they, they showed 
how important they are to, to East Fremantle's charge. What about Peel Thunder? Their ruck Oof. duo was sensational. Liam Reedy and Riley Smith, 60 hitouts combined. <laughs> yeah. They led the charge while battling East Fremantle's Ruben Maguire. And their midfield again just backed them up all the way. Will Brody with 27 disposals and Carl Warner with 18 and 9. But their goal kicking again does come into question ahead of that preliminary final. Yeah, no, look, the rucks were good. I was surprised that we didn't see uh, Hugh Dixon, you know, probably swung there a little more um, after that sort of they started to dominate. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, fortunately, they got out of it anyway, East Fremantle. But, um, oh, look, this is such a, an example of missed opportunity yeah. for Peel. Um, you mentioned those posters in the last quarter. Um, they, they were just surging. We, we heard Fraser Turner tell us as well, yeah. you know, just, just before that they were under siege. Mm. And uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw some of the stats and... Um, you know, some of the game plan that last quarter, they had their chances, Peel. I certainly did in the last 10 minutes. And that's another testament to the Sharks' backline as to why they were a huge difference, not in that game, but also the entire season. Not just in that game, but also the entire season. Cam Erdley, Matty Jupp, sensational. 12 marks between them, and they'll be the ones to watch out for whoever they play in the grand final. East from Adel through their first grand final in 11 years, and they'll be looking toward their first flag since 1998. This is Around the Waffle, Paul Persick and Mark Foreman. Now we go to the first semi-final, and uh, one of the keys for Subiaco that day was Stefan Gyro. He had 28 disposals and six marks, and Subiaco through to the preliminary final on Sunday. And even better, Stefan Gyro is good enough to join us here on Around the Waffle. Stefan, g'day, mate. Hey, how are you going? Going very well. Great to have you on the show. You, you got Your guys took control right from the outset against the Tigers at Leaderville Oval, and now you've got one more win to make another grand final. Yeah, we had a pretty good win on the weekend, which was good. Um, obviously, turned our form around from the um, final against Peel. Um, I thought we still played some good footy against Peel as well, so if we can keep keep up the way we're playing, hopefully we can get the win. Stefan, uh, a really impressive season from from uh, Subi. Uh, has it perhaps been a case, well, not overachieving, but ha- have you exceeded expectations this year? Because... There were, well, many who perhaps didn't have Subi up as high as they are. Yeah, we obviously didn't have a good season last year, but I thought um, with our pre-season that we had and we got a few guys in, um, I thought that, yeah, we could definitely climb the ladder again. Uh, but, yeah, as the season went on, we sort of kept playing our roles and everyone was sticking to the system and we just kind of got better, I guess. Um, I guess from the outside, it probably looks like... Um, we probably weren't meant to be as high as we are, but I guess internally we believed we could. And and as you mentioned there, as you kept winning and you know stuck to those systems, did how important is belief in a in a run to towards a flag? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I think once we realised that we could beat pretty much most teams in the competition, um, and we did throughout the season, I guess that's sort of where, where the belief came from. Um, and then we had a lot of big wins as well, and. You kind of realise that the system works and if you stick to it and everyone plays their role, um, you get the reward. So, yeah, belief's a massive thing. Your forward line was sensational uh, throughout that afternoon. Ryan Borchette, the Kalgoorlie boy, tore it up with three goals. So did Ben Sokol, who got back into form. The forward line's coming into some very good form at the right time, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Those boys are, boys are great. They obviously make a contest in the air every time. Um, obviously hard to match up on both of them. So, we've also got Luca Kentfield down there as well, who's young and He's um, developing forward as well. So, yeah, we've got a good forward line at the moment. It's working. What about Taj Schofield? Obviously, he was missing from that game. Uh, what's the prognosis uh, on his point of view? 
Yeah, so he's just had a um, minor hammy, so um, he will most likely be back playing, which is good. Um, he's obviously a handy inclusion, so it'll be good to have Taj back in the side. Well, congratulations to Subi on a sensational win, and congrats to you on your performance on Sunday as well. All the best in the preliminary final in Mandra against Peel Thunder. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Stefan Gyro, another former South Australian, of course, yeah. uh, joining us on Around the Waffle. So a little bit of SA flavour on uh, today's <laughs> yeah. show, but uh, they've both come into WA and have played some sensational footy uh, since uh, entering uh, the WAFL. And like Fraser said, it's nice that, um, you know, the, the Waffle can attract, you know, players of this calibre and, and to entice them, over to you know, to move over um, is all, like, you know, Stefan as well, but Fraser said, you know, specifically came over because it suited his game, things like that. It's, uh, you know, really important to get these guys over to continue strengthening the comp. Absolutely. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Let's review that first semi-final. Now, even though Subiaco, they had a stinker in front of goal, 12-16, <sighs> especially 5-10 at half time. Just the way they dominated the football and peppered the goals against the Claremont side who were lacklustre on Sunday was a testament to what Subiaco have achieved this year and they continue their upward path towards another grand final. 28 scoring shots to nine. Unbelievable. That that is crazy. 57 inside 50s to 33. So, uh, look, in the end, the score probably did reflect, but it didn't reflect right until the end of the fourth quarter. You know, three-quarter time, it was, I think it was a six-point lead So, uh, to Subi. So, um, this is a... (laughs) Well, it's funny. Like, it's kind of a get out of jail card. Like we saw what Peel were. Peel saw what happened when you don't kick straight in finals. Um, and and Subi probably would have had that little you know demon on the shoulder at three quarter time, saying, "My God, we're seven goals thirteen, and we could be in trouble here." And something Bo Wardman must have instilled in the players that belief. Yeah. Uh, to the players is like, okay, seven thirteen, Claremont have come back. We need to fire up in the last quarter, and that's exactly what they did. And, th- and that's what I loved about, uh, I'd love to hear from Stefan Gyro, is that, um, you know, that they perhaps weren't expected to be this high um, at the start of the year, but they continued winning and they built that belief. And it's funny what belief can do because um, something like that at three-quarter time might, you know, when you, you've missed opportunities and you're up against it, something like that could quite easily get into your mind of a, of a team. But... Not Subi, and they showed some steely resolve and, and dominated that last quarter. On the other side of the coin, Claremont, I think they it was their worst performance at the worst time. Yeah. You know, especially when you know because you said it uh, last week, they were still very confusing. You know, with the yeah, way yeah. that they had been playing in the lead up to the finals, and then that great elimination final win against the Royals against the odds a little bit, uh, considering when you had Oliver Eastland dominating, Jai Bolton he was held well only the thirteen touches in the battle with Jamin alone. There was a lot of uh, aggro out there, a little bit of tagging going on from on alone's part, which was quite crucial. It wasn't their best game at all, and I reckon Claremont will have a little, a little bit of soul searching to do heading into the twenty twenty four season because, you know, it was a good recovery from them from the grand final last year to get to a, a semi final, but uh, they could have gone much deeper into September following that elimination final win. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and you know we sort of saw them, we saw what they could do in that elimination final, and so. Uh, they were almost an unknown quantity, but um, that, you know, that job from uh, Jaiman alone was like, that was critical to hold a, a Sandover medalist to 13 touches in a, um, you know, in a final is, is just, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and he had 17 himself, but that was obviously his role and finals are about playing roles. And uh, certainly Jaiman alone did his, um, 
And yeah, you know, that's something that I guess the best players have to work through because they will get the attention. And um, yeah, I'm not surprised to have heard a little bit of beef, a bit of beef come out of that one. But, um, you know, well done to Subi. It's, it's, you know, they put their plans in place and, they, and they've executed well. And they held, yeah, Clermont was, yeah, just held. That, that, that's that's what happened. And, um, you know, subsequently out, out of the race. But Subi showed us why, you know, their credentials are, you know, as good as any. Absolutely. Claremont's season over. Subiaco's season goes on there through to Sunday's preliminary final against Peel Thunder, which, by the way, you can see live, free and in full on the AFL app if you cannot make the game. Don't fret. The AFL app is your place for WAFL League action in 2023. This is Around the Waffle. You're with Paul Persick and Mark Foreman. Now, let's look ahead to Sunday's preliminary final. What a ripper game that one is going to be. South of the River in Mandra Lane Group Stadium on Sunday at 2.10. It's also live, by the way, on Channel 7. They met a couple of weeks ago, qualifying final, wet conditions. It's going to be a little bit different on Sunday in uh, in uh, Mandra. No second chances for Peel and Subi. No, and excited for this one. I, I've i loved what Peel has done over the last month or two. They've just been building, building, uh, and of course... You know, they, I think they had 11 AFL listed on um, on the weekend and right. the, the maximum that's allowed. And they'll have the same again. And uh, I'm pretty sure, Paul, that I picked them last week. You did pick And I'm pretty sure, Paul, that you did not. I did not. <laughs> Just had to throw that I, in there. I, I picked, Subi, <laughs> I picked uh, Claremont last week and I ended up looking like a ham again, which is <laughs> always expected. But I may remind you, I picked East Fremantle. And you picked Peel, so I got one back on you. Thank you. No, I don't remember that. Oh, you should, I... mate. Come on. <laughs> no, let, you've, let, you've made that up. Let's go back to the game. Let's <laughs> yeah. go back to the game. Of it... course, both both teams have had success on the road against each other as well. Of course, Peel Thunder beat Subi at Leadable, but Subi on the WA Day round beat Peel Thunder in Mandra by six points. So they've got one up on each other, but of course, Peel with that qualifying final win take the ledger 2-1, but those records don't mean anything. I think the key, again, is going to be in the ruck. Zach Clark, but you've got Liam Reedy yeah. and, of course, Smith to contend with. Yeah, I've seen Peel a couple of times this year and super impressed with Liam Reedy uh, and will play a critical part. We've spoken about Zach Clark's impact all year um, and that that's going to be a key battle, but um, certainly one I think that the, the Peel boys are up for. I I really like the work that they're putting together. and I, Yeah, look, they had... I mean, how many scoring shots was it last week? They... They should have beaten. Um, to be honest, I they think, should have beat. They should have beaten. I, I the think shot. they should have beaten East Fremantle. Exactly. And they so, um, with the opportunities they created, it was so impressive. And the way they surged, like I get it, you do need to finish off your opportunities, but um, it's only a matter of time before that happens. So, uh, I, I'm picking Peel. You're picking um, Peel. Yeah, I am, and I, I think I feel like that's probably a fitting grand final. Not to that's no disrespect to Subi who. You know, I, I, I enjoy watching them play as well and, and have had some affiliation with Subi. But, uh, yeah, I just like what Peel's putting together. Yeah, that's not a bad call, Peel. They've put together some very good football, uh, especially over the last month when mm. they were still fighting for the double chance as yeah. well. Because, remember, they just scraped in to the double chance at the expense of East Perth. But they've proven that they've deserved to be in that position. For you, you think I'd learned by now after last week. I clearly have not. <laughs> I'm going the other way. I'm going to okay. say Subiaco uh, over there in Mandra, but expect this one to be a very tight game. These two sides are very evenly matched. I can't, I can't see it being any other. You know, I, I, I can't see it being a blowout. Um, and I am genuinely really looking forward to having a look at this one, and um, certainly we'll be watching closely. 
you know, ahead of the grand final to see, you know, wh- wh- how they how they stack up and, and particularly what they can both do to, to East Fremantle. I think for Subiaco, from their point of view, their key will be their forward line. Again, after what they dished up in that uh, first semi-final, Borchette and Sokol, six goals between them yeah. and a couple of great marks from Ryan yeah. Borchette, just spectacular. When he's got the ball in that vicinity, he can create so many opportunities and took a couple of ripper marks uh, on Sunday at Leadable. Those two, along with Zach Clark, will go a long way to winning the game. You've gone Peel, I've gone with Subiaco, but... I think football, either way, is going to be a big, big winner. Yeah, yeah, football's the real winner. Of course it is. It, it is every week. Come on. I love I mean, that. Look at the turnout we had at the semi-finals. Can I actually change my? Can I change my tip? No, no. I want to. I want to tip football. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, for, Tommy, our uh, producer's putting the thumbs down. I don't think he cares who plays East Fremantle. He's no. a Sharks man. Uh, he was going off uh, on Saturday. No, it, look, it it will be a great, it will be a cracking game. Good for Waffle Footy. And um, look, the um, the crowds have been really good during the finals. So you know, let's hope that continues. Obviously. Down in Mandurah might be a bit of a deterrent for some, but well worth making the trip. Certainly is, Mandurah. Beautiful part of the state. And no doubt Lane Group Stadium is going to be red hot on Sunday for the preliminary final. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the WAFL. And just before we wrap up, Forey, of course, uh, results quickly in Colts and Reserve. The first semi-final on the Saturday, East Fremantle ended Subiaco's season by nine points. Very tense game. And Claremont, the first team through to the grand final after beating a very suspect Perth by 30 points at Leadable Oval. Then on the reserve side, Subiaco ended uh, East Fremantle's season by some 15 points out at Fremantle Oval. And then Swan Districts, the first team through to the reserves grand final, defeating West Perth by some four goals out at Leadable Oval. So that means in the Colts preliminary final. It'll be Perth and East Fremantle who only met some three weeks ago in mm. round 19. And then in the reserves West Perth and Subiaco over at Lane Group Stadium in Mandra. Huge day of football. Oh, I can't wait. It's. Uh, are you down there? Yes, Paul? I am going to be down there. Yeah, what games are you calling? Uh, both the uh, Colts and reserves. There you go. Um, and uh, best time of year, like we spoke about. Finals footy. September. It, it, even, you know, it doesn't even matter the grade. Like, it's so cool to watch finals footy. You, just the desperation and the, the joy. I saw some photos during the week of um, the Perth Football League because a lot of grand finals happened over the weekend. Yeah. And, and then the next one's, uh, you know, the, the league A-grade grand finals coming up. And just the euphoria on the faces is uh, just awesome. So... You'll expect to see a bit of that and unfortunately some, uh, you know, some shattered hearts, but that's footy and we look forward to, you know, grand final time and this time of year. Absolutely. Forey, great job as always. I'll see you next week to preview the big dance. Can't wait, Paul. Looking forward to it. And we thank you, our listeners and viewers uh, on the Backchat YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast uh, on this, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Next Wednesday, we'll not only review the preliminary final, but look forward to the big dance, which takes place September 24. It's back on the big stage at Optus Stadium. And uh, by the way, tickets are still on sale now. Do not miss your opportunity to witness the grand final. Absolutely. We thank you very much for your company on today's edition of Around the Waffle. We look forward to your company next week when we preview the grand final. We'll see you then. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.